uh, before we leave, we have them write down what they want God to do in their lives. And then on the ride home, those that stay awake, we try to get them to write down what God did in their lives. Not everybody gets to write down. Uh, some people are knocked out of sleep the minute we get on the bus to go to Six Flags. We've got about two hours. Uh, and so we got some some amazing testimonies uh, from this year. Uh, I feel really bad for Caden because I should have told you that there was no food in the pool. Uh, he said he was hungry because they wouldn't let him in the pool. So I could have showed you where the food was. Uh, but we had an amazing time. I want to thank each and every one of you for praying. Uh, you know, we've had years at camp that aren't very good years, and I always think it's the church's fault because they don't pray good, but y'all prayed good this year, and so y'all did a good job. Uh, I thank you for all your, just your support, your prayers, the donations. Uh, we had an amazing time. We took about three, I think, three students that had already graduated uh, in May, and that's, that's huge. Most kids don't go to camp after they graduate high school. Uh, I'm proud of those students uh, that did that. Y'all saw where Jada Smith was up on stage. Yeah, she got camper spotlight. Uh, she's, been, she's been to camp every year since coming out of the fifth grade. Every year. She's never missed a year uh, of going to camp. So we, and then she just graduated this last May, right? And she, she went again. Uh, and so we don't have a lot of footage of Jada uh, over the years because she's always hiding from the camera. And so, uh, you know, I can't go back and show you all the clips because th- there is none. Um, I want to read you some scripture, uh, but before we do, let's just pray really quick and we'll jump in. Heavenly Father, I, I come to you this morning. I pray that as I speak, Father, that you would speak through me, that it's not my words, but your words, Father, and that our hearts would be open and ready to receive what you have for us. In Jesus' name, amen. I'm going to read out of Exodus 24, verse 15. This is talking about Moses Uh, going up on to the mountain. It says, uh, then Moses went up into the mountain and a cloud covered the mountain. Now the glory of the Lord rested on Mount Sinai. The cloud covered it six days. And on the seventh day, he called to Moses out of the midst of the cloud. The sight of the glory of the Lord was like a consuming fire on top of the mountain in the eyes of the children of Israel. So they're down from the mountain. They're down kind of below. And it looks like a consuming fire up on top of the mountain to the children of Israel because they've just, you know, uh, they've been out in the wilderness. So Moses, went into the midst of the cloud and went up into the mountain, and Moses was on the mountain 40 days and 40 nights. Now, camp's not 40 days and 40 nights, right? Thank the Lord. Uh, All my leaders give an amen. Uh, But some of the kids were like, man, I wish camp was a couple extra days. It's like, well, I'm kind of ready to get home. But uh, what this verse is about is mountaintop experiences. Moses went up onto the mountain, and while he was up there, he met with God, right? And if, if you know anything about that story, you know, he gets the Ten Commandments. God, you know, he's like, let me see you. And he, you know, shows him his back. Crazy stuff happens, you know, lightning and, and clouds and fire. The children of Israel, like the mountain, is on fire. And there are events in your life that are mountaintop experiences. One of those events for our students is camp. Right, men, if you've been to Men's Retreat, that can be a mountaintop experience, not just because we're in the mountains, but because God shows up. Something special happens when you take time to give to God. Okay, something special happens uh, when students say, hey, I'm going to get on a bus, I'm going to go, you know, 10 hours from home, and I'm going to give God the next four days. Camp's a lot of fun. Right? Lots of kids go for that reason. But it's like, you know, I told the kids in Ground Zero, I said, this is church camp, right? Church is in the name. We're having church. We do three services a day, right? So after every meal, you have a service, okay? The, the morning service is about an hour. The afternoon service is about an hour, an hour and a half. The night service is two to three hours, 
two to three hours, and kids pay to go to this, right, to sit through a three-hour service at night, and, and they all stayed awake. I was so proud of them this year, and it's a mountaintop experience, just like what Moses experienced, and what happens is when you send your kids, God shows up. Men, when you go to men's retreat, God shows up. Now, these mountaintop experiences aren't exclusive to these events, right? To, well, I've got to travel. I've got to go to a retreat. I've got to go to something to get one of these to happen. That's not true. But when you send your kids, that is exactly what happens. Matthew 14, 23, this is talking about Jesus. It says, and he And when he had sent the multitudes away, he went up to the mountains by himself to pray. Now, when evening came, he was alone there. Jesus was ministering. He told everybody, get out of here, go away, right? He sent them away, and it says he went up into the mountains by himself to pray. Even Jesus needed this time with God. Jesus needed these mountaintop experiences to be with God, right? So he could recharge. I heard a pastor, uh, this last week talking on social media of the difference of being tired and being depleted, right? And then a nap can fix being tired, but a nap won't fix being spiritually depleted, right? When you're on empty, you're on nothing, right? A lot of our kids, that's how they feel when they go into camp. They can feel spiritually depleted, right? And they tell us at camp, they say, hey, before you join athletics, you're going to go get a physical, Right, you're gonna go down to the doctor and they're gonna check you out, make sure you can play sports. This is your spiritual. Right? You're gonna spend three days with God to get a spiritual to get recharged. And Jesus had to do the same thing. He had to go up into the mountains to get away to be recharged. So how much more do we need to do that if Jesus had to do it? Now, I want to read you James 4 8. It says, Draw near to God, and he will draw near to you. Cleanse your hands, you sinners, and purify your hearts, you devil mind. I want you to focus on the first part. Draw near to God, and he will draw near to you. That's exactly what happens at camp. The students are drawing near to God. Right now, this morning, you are drawing near to God. You got up, you got dressed, right? You brushed your teeth, hopefully, and you came to church, right? Because you want to draw near to God. And as you do that, he draws near to you. Now, it says, cleanse your hands, purify your hearts. We've done that by the blood of Jesus. Right? That's not something that we, we have to try to make happen or we, oh, well, I didn't do that. Oh, I'm a sinner. Oh, I'm terrible. Oh, I'm double-minded. Nope, you're here. You're focusing on Jesus, right? His blood has already purified me. It's already cleansed me. That's not something I have to do. That's something when, when I walk through the door, I think Jesus, that he's already done that, right? And I'm putting my focus on Jesus. Now, here, here's what I want you to understand. Camp is amazing, If you've ever been to camp as a leader or as a student, you understand that and you know that. You know that there's almost nothing like camp. Uh, It's just, it's, you know, in the video, when we go up to the front and there's a thousand kids up front worshiping God, there's nothing like it. There's just absolutely nothing like it. When we sang that song uh, this morning, When the Fight Calls, it makes me miss ground zero because they cram around the front up here. And when they sing, when we're on stage, you can hear them. You can hear them sing that song as loud as they can. At the end, when it says, you know, he tells you just y'all sing, the kids can overpower the video singing, right? Because kids are hungry for God. Because kids are looking for the move of God. I, I, I believe We've been doing Ground Zero for nine years. Yeah, Megan and I have been youth pastors for nine years. And I think that every single year, 
the kids just get hungrier and hungrier for God. I think this generation is the most hungry I've ever seen in ground zero. I, I just think they are. They want God more than, than, you know, looking back to when I started, them kids, God, God bless them, some of them kids, oh, Lord. Uh, but this group of kids, they want God. They want to draw close to God. They want to see the move of God, right? Uh, Glenn Fikes, who was in the video, he was in the orange shirt. He's working uh, camp, grew, you know, grew up right here. He helped empower kids, helps us in Ground Zero. Uh, and now he's on staff there, went to TBI, and he was always hungry for God. You know, he'd go to camp, and it's like, man, I, I want something. I remember him saying, I want to get slain in the spirit. If you don't know what that means, that's when you get prayed for and you fall over, right? The power of God is so strong that your physical body can't, can't stand up. Now, right, right, whether you believe that or not, whatever, it's, it's for real. Come up and we'll do it to you. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> Wouldn't that be cool? Like, you know, if somebody's acting up, it'd be like, boom, you know, just fall out in Jesus. But he wanted that, and that happened for him. And he's hungry. He's hungry for the things of God. And I believe that the students are hungry. I believe that that's what makes camp so amazing is that the kids are hungry. The kids are expecting. I want to read you a verse. This is Isaiah 40, 31. It says, but those who wait on the Lord shall renew their strength. They shall mount up with wings like eagles. They shall run and not be weary. They shall walk and not faint. Very famous verse, right? Probably many of you know it. Those who uh, wait on the Lord uh, shall renew their strength. Now, uh, wait, this is the Old Testament, so it's in Hebrew. It's, uh, the original word is kavah. And here's what it means. To wait, look for, hope, and expect. Okay, so, so those who wait on, look for, hope in, and expect the Lord shall renew their strength. One of the greatest things that happens at camp is expectations are through the roof. Nobody's there telling the kids, hey, God's not going to do anything. God's not going to show up, right? And if you get one of those kids on the bus, the other kids are like, man, you had not been to camp, right? The expectations are high. The kids know God is going to show up, right? Those students that graduated, I believe, I know some of them, they wrote down, I went to camp so I could hear from God. They know that, hey, I can get there and God's going to speak to me because their expectations are high. See, and, and it doesn't even matter what happens at camp. It doesn't matter who preaches. doesn't matter who does worship. doesn't matter what songs or games or skits they do. God shows up. And let me tell you a secret. The God that's at camp is no different than the God that's here. Right? There's no, there's no super God at camp, and we just get watered down God here. You know what's different? The expectation. Right? We just come to church over and over and over again, and we get our cocoa mocha and our free coffee and our mint, and we sit down, and we're going to have church, right? But if you showed up and said, I need something from God, I need to hear God. Let's tell the kids in Ground Zero, you know, we'll tell them, whoever you're sitting next to, you look at them and say, I don't know why you're here or what you're doing here, but I need something from God, right? So if you're going to talk, you're going to act up, you're going to act a fool, I need you to go sit somewhere else, right? Because I need something. Right, because that says right there that when you expect, those who expect on the Lord shall renew their strength, mount up like uh, wings like eagles, shall run and not be weary, shall walk and not faint. Because expectations are high. See, when you come in here, and whether we kick into video worship 
or the bands up here playing, or, you know, someone singing a cappella. It doesn't matter. We always joke about dad. We always joke about dad that dad could worship to a tin bucket in the desert with three other dudes. Right? Dad worshiped his face off. Right? I've never been anywhere with dad at any kind of conference, meeting, worship event that dad doesn't worship. And you can go to things and you think, you know, you, you get around like worship bands, something, you're like, man, they're, they're terrible. Right? Like that dude got no business singing. You know, and dad's just like, God, God's so good. It's like, dude, how are you, how are, you know, because it doesn't matter. Right? It's like the God that's there is the God that's with Hillsong United. They're both the same God. Right? There's not the bad worship God and the good worship God. It's all the same God. It's all up to you. Right? It's all up to you to say, man, I need something. Right? And the person next to you is talking, be like, go somewhere else because I need something from God. Right? And you come in here with high expectations. I always tell the kids in Ground Zero, you know what would make worship really, really fun? If you would participate, right? Right? If you would just sing the words, right? You know that most of those songs, all of that's out of, out of the Bible. They take scriptures and they write those, right? You know, many of those songs, when the fight calls, he talks about we'll stand in the fire and not be burned. Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego, right? We're going to walk on the water. Peter, right? These are all stories and out of the Bible. And as you sing that, as you confess that, I'm telling you, nothing will change your life, will change the atmosphere in your home, the atmosphere in your family like worship music, like worship music. And so I want to encourage you that we can have a mountaintop experience right here. You can have a mountaintop experience at home in your closet, right? You can have a mountaintop experience on your drive to work. All you have to do is have high expectations. All you have to do is say, man, I, man God's going to show up. When I go to work, God shows up, right? When I kick on worship music in my car, God shows up. Instead of looking for the next event, because then what happens is, is some of these students go to camp, and they're not going to get that again until a whole other year, and they go to camp again, right? And the kids can have it in Ground Zero. The kids can have it in Power Kids, right? Power Kids is like the most saved group out of all, right? Those kids know how to have church, right? I mean, I mean if, if we could get y'all to act like that, I mean, we, we start running around the room or something, right? That's why Jesus said, come as a child, Right? Because, you know, we're all worried about what people think, you know. I can't raise my hand because, man, you see who's sitting over there? What if he sees me? Just, you know, don't worry about that. It's dark in here. Nobody sees anything. Right? That's, that's why we do that, you know. You, you, you can't see nothing. We can't see you. Your expectations have to be high. Megan, if you would, jump up here with me. And uh, we'll read through some of these testimonies. Which side do you want? That one? Your mic's up there on the side. Uh, our leaders this year that we took, Ethan went with us. Uh, he, he's back there in the back. Grab those real quick. Uh, Bebo went with us. He's not here. He's uh, out of town. And then me and Megan, Michelle Nolan was going to go, uh, but then and then she couldn't go because uh, she's having a baby. Uh, Megan went. Uh, she hung out with the girls. And we had like Jada and Michaela who who graduated and they helped out in the rooms and helped take care of the kids. Uh, and so, I think just like, let's jump in. Do you want to start, start with one? Yes. Um, this is from a 10th grade girl, and it said, God made a huge change in my life. He helped me forgive the people that hurt me. He helped me figure out what friends are toxic in my life. I have learned that not everyone has to be my friend and that I shouldn't follow the people that are going to lead down the wrong path, which 
for a teenage girl is huge if you can understand a good relationship, a healthy relationship versus a toxic one. That's, that's amazing that a kid would write that down on a bus coming home. Uh, this is from one of our, our young men. He said, we got to camp, and I was a little, it was a little nerve-wracking. He's nervous, right? Man, I'm nervous when we get there. Uh, I've been going like 18 times. He said, but it was fun. Then we had the first service, and it just blew me away. I loved every bit of it, right? That's so amazing. One of our first-time campers, he'd never been, young man, super ministered to. Super ministered to. One in prayer last night. You know, in that last service, you know, the young men are bawling. They'll come up to you crying, you know. I could in ground zero hit them on the hand with a hammer, and they wouldn't cry, right? Nothing make a young man cry. You wouldn't matter what you did to them, right? They, they hold it in, but they get in that service, and God moves, and and they he began to weep, and that that's only God. One of the crazy things this year is we had probably over half of our group was first-time campers. They had never been to camp before. Um, at Discovery Camp, more than half. And the crazy thing about that was is they still had specific expectations. They didn't know what camp was going to be like. They didn't know what to expect. But they still expected God to do something. And it's that's so amazing. I mean, I know when I go to something I've never been to, it's like I don't know what to expect. So I'll just go and see what's going on. But then it's like they still had expectations. And I think that speaks to the students that had been before that invited them to come. And they said, hey, God shows up and God does stuff, so expect him to. Um, This is from another one of our high school girls. And she said, when I came to camp, God did everything how I expected, but in an unexpected way. I came to camp with faith in Jesus already, um, but I had forgotten I had forgotten how to praise him. I had forgotten how important he was to me. I came to camp and all those beautiful feelings and emotions just rushed towards me. The Holy Ghost was found once again um, within me and I will not lose it again. At camp 2018, God reminded me of all the important and priorities and all the things that are unimportant that I should leave behind. Can I see that one? Yeah. I want to read something to you that she, she wrote. Uh, when I came to camp, God did everything I expected, but in an unexpected way, right? Don't be surprised when God does something in your life that answers a prayer, but not the way you thought it was going to happen, right? Don't be surprised when you come to church and God shows up, but not the way you thought he was going to show up, right? And that's a, a lot of times what we run into is we come to church and we have an idea of what we want God to do. This is what it should look like. And when it doesn't happen that way, we're upset or we're like, I don't want this, right? But don't be surprised when God shows up, but not in the way that you expect. It's so amazing. This is from one of our uh, junior high girls. Uh, And she said, I said yes to God. Yes was their theme this year. Uh, And they're celebrating 30 years at Discovery Camp. Uh, And they talked about how that 30 years ago, Miss Rachel and Pastor Tommy, who founded Discovery Camp, said yes and how that today they're continuing to say yes to Jesus. So she said, I said yes to God. He healed me uh, and to get through things that were tough. He helped me to get through, through things that were tough. I was hurt, but after service, I was healed and my pain was gone. God saved me during camp and made me whole. The hole in my heart and soul is now filled. filled. Thank you, God. Now, that young girl, she, they were out doing something and she got a splinter 
up under her fingernail, uh, you know, kind of up under the, you want to, you want to tell yeah. it? She woke up in the morning and her finger hurt. And I'll be honest, she told me and I'm like, okay, it hurts. Go to the healing center, which is like their camp, you know, place at the, yeah, medical yeah. center. And um, I said, go there and they'll look at it. And I thought, it doesn't really hurt. She's okay. I looked at it. It wasn't swollen or red. I feel so terrible. But it was really bothering her. So she went and they didn't, you know, they're like, oh, we can give you some, you know, ibuprofen to help with the pain. And she kind of dealt with it all day. You know, she still played and hung out, but she said it just hurt all day. Well, we went to night service that night and she just, you could tell it's like she had never been in anything like that before, a service like that where God moved. And she's crying and she felt God move. Well, the next morning she woke up and she runs over to my bed and she says, Megan, my hand doesn't hurt anymore. And I'm like, awesome. Did they fix it at the medical center? And she said, no, I don't know. But do you think God could have healed it last night in service? And I said, yes, I think God did heal it last night in service. And just the awe on her face that God would care about a splinter in her finger and then it would be healed and she didn't have to worry about it. And she's like, could he really do that? And it's like, yes, and he wants to. Well, then she goes and tells every girl in the room, God healed me last night, healed me last night. And it was just so cool to see how just that revelation of God wants to and God will heal you and if you just believe him and you know she didn't have any doubt she I told her yes God could heal you and she's like then he did and it was just so amazing to see that and you know it so challenges me because it's like okay next time a girl comes to you with the splinter say let's pray for that but it was really cool to see that do you want to read yours Um, This is from one of the girls. As an incoming college freshman, I have had a lot of fear and nervousness about my next chapter. At church camp this year, I really just took time to be still and listen to Jesus. And the Holy Spirit ministered to me saying, I've got you. My fear, doubts, and thoughts were overpowered by his peace, grace, and love. My spirit was renewed and I'm walking in peace. I am ready for the next chapter because I know the author. That's just, that blows me away that, I mean, even if you did graduate, my God, if you were 16, you wrote that, right? She said that she went to camp and was silent this year and just listened, and that God spoke to her, I've got you, right? I've got you. How many of you, man, it's like, God, I was there too, right? (laughs) What, what, What happened, right? But she's, I mean, that's just amazing. That, you know, God spoke to her. See, God will speak to you right here, too. Yeah. Right? You know, lots of times when you're in church, you think of a verse or you think of something, you think, oh, man, pastor should have said that. No, that's God talking to yes. you. Yes. Right? When you're in worship, you, you think of another song or you think of something and you think, oh, 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 man, Greg should, should say this first. No, God's talking to you. Right, and I love what she said. I went to camp and I listened, and God spoke to her. I've got you. Yeah, she had a plan before we even left that she was, I'm going to sit, and I'm going to listen, and I'm going to wait for God to tell me, and he did, and her expectation, she wasn't disappointed. 
God showed up and spoke to her because she said, I'm not going to worry. I'm going to sit and I'm going to listen. And I know God will show up. And that's what we were talking about. They had specific expectations. It wasn't just, oh, God's going to show up. It was, okay, God, I need you to do this. And I know you will. So I'm going to wait for you to do it. Uh, This is one of our young men. He said uh, that camp helped him to praise God. And it it showed him and helped him that he would love God forever and ever. I mean, that's from an eighth grade young man. And that God helped him to praise. Maybe he'll come and put some of that anointing on y'all. And uh, you could have laughed there. Lou laughed, but nobody else did. Yeah. <laughs> Tough crowd. Um, this, but th- that he loves God. I think that's so amazing. No, you're good. You're good. Go ahead. This is from another one of the high school girls. I'm so blown away by the girls, especially the high school girls. I mean, they're preaching in their writing. It's like, um, I need to go talk to you because I think you might be called into the ministry. And so it's crazy to read through these. Um, but it says, at camp, God revealed to me that I am his daughter. He loves me unconditionally and will never fail me. The swelling in my ankle has gone down and feels better. He showed me that he will provide. He has set me free, and I don't have to, I don't have to worry. One of the things, she had hurt her ankle before we even left for camp. And like the first night, um, I went into the medical center with another girl, and she was in there icing her ankle. And I'm like, oh, how did that happen? And she's like, oh, before we left. And it was really swollen and bruised and by the last day it was barely swollen at all and she went through six flags and fiesta texas and all of that and her ankle was pretty much healed i mean it was healed and um i think it's so cool that she knows god did that it didn't just heal on its own that was god this is from one of our our uh, high school girls and uh this this blew me away This year at camp, I decided to give my life fully to Jesus Christ. Jesus set me free of all my habits, my doubts, and fear. When I was standing at the altar, I broke down, realizing that I was always looking around to find happiness or peace, but I never looked up. When I finally said yes to Jesus, I was overwhelmed with peace and love. In that moment, all of my failures and pride was uh, chased down. I was made new. It is amazing to know that the same power that can move mountains lives in me. Right? Right? <laughs> that is just, and then she said yes to Jesus and that she'll never be the same. Now, now listen to this. You missed it because you didn't say nothing. Right? It says, uh, when I was standing at the altar, I broke down realizing that I was always looking around to find happiness or peace, but I never looked up. My God, we could just stand up and preach right there. Right? We can write a book, sell DVDs, right? She got to the altar and said, I've been looking around for happiness, but I never looked up. Right? That's, that's a six-week series. They my, didn't my, preach that at camp No, they either. didn't talk about that. No, no, that was God speaking to her. Yeah. How amazing is that? I'm tell you, I'm going to write a book. I'm going to get rich off of it. <laughs> that, that is just incredible that she would say that. Man, I, I never, you know that, you know, Jesus asked Peter, you know, who am I? He said, you're the Messiah, the Son of God. He said, flesh and blood did not reveal that to you, but my Father in heaven, right? Flesh and blood did not reveal that to her, but God in heaven. When she broke down at the altar, she heard the voice of God tell her, quit looking around for happiness and peace and look up. 
Some of y'all need to get a card out and write that down. Right, put that on your mirror. Start confessing that every morning. Quit looking around. Quit looking to money. Quit looking to your job. Quit looking to your spouse or your kids to make you happy and bring you peace. And start looking to Jesus, the only one that can bring peace. Right, you could amen right there a little bit. Young. All right, Megan. Go ahead before I get carried away. We're going to go till 1030. I came to this camp with an empty heart. I was feeling down, but God lifted me up. He gave me the Holy Spirit and called me up to his altar. I finally felt his presence, and I hope to feel it forever. This camp allowed me to be free of my past and reborn through Jesus. That was a high school girl. Now, I believe that one was the first time, yes. uh, for, first time to ever go. Yeah. Uh, well, this is one of our young men. He said, Jesus took my anger away. I had more and more boys write that. Jesus took my anger away. Now, you, you've heard me talk before that every man is angry. Every single man is angry, right? We just are, right? And God began to heal that in our young men uh, of taking that anger away. Do you have any more? You no. have? One thing I do want to say, though, is if your student, your child went to camp, or even somebody that you know that you're close to went to camp, don't doubt that God did something in their life because he did. Whether they're articulate and can tell you what he did or not. Um, I think one of the hardest things for students, and I know for me, um, when I come back from something is saying God moved. And when you don't know how to say like God did this or God showed me this and people doubt it, it's so hard and it can so steal what God did do. And so don't doubt it. Even, even with your young children, if they go to power kids or come to church and they're like, man, God touched me. Tell them, yes, God did. Because God cares about them and they hear from God whether they can explain it to you or not. And so if, you're, if your child came home and they're acting the same way they did before they left, just know God ministered to them and speak that over them. Hey, I know you went to camp and I know God did something in you and I'm proud of you for, for going and for wanting that. Um, even if you don't see it every single day, know God moved on them and God spoke to them. Yeah, and just like we read in Isaiah 40, 31, that you need to expect. You need to have expectations, Right? Expect God to move in your children's lives. Expect like, hey, tell God. Don't tell your kids. Uh, I know you're at camp. Act better. Tell God, well, that I sent that boy to camp, right? You better keep doing something in his life because I sent him to meet with you, right? You pray for your kids. You have high expectations. God, I need you to move my child's life because I know that boy's a knucklehead, right? And, 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 and pray over your students have high expectations. Men... Same thing happens at men's retreat. You don't need to stay home. We do the same thing. We're going to read these same things for men at men's retreat. Ladies, you don't want your husband to sit at home. Guys, you want to be at men's retreat because it happens too. 
Let's bow our heads and we'll pray. Heavenly Father, we come to you right now in the name of Jesus. And Father, I thank you for every miracle that happened at camp. Father, I thank you for every healing that happened at camp. And that healing is continuing in these students' bodies. Father, these students that were set free, we just come to you right now and we thank you for that freedom. And we bind the lies of the devil off of them. We bind the lies of Satan off of their ears that they wouldn't hear it. Father God, but they, they would continue to walk in your freedom. Father, I pray and just thank you for everything you did. We thank you for everything that you're going to do at Men's Retreat for the men that are going to Men's Retreat, the men that aren't even on that list yet. Father, that you begin to stir their hearts and draw their hearts, and that we just lift that up to you right now. And Father, we thank you that you're going to move. In Jesus' name, everybody said amen.